Welcome to the Mo Show, episode nine. Uh, my guest today is the CEO and founder of the Kind of Car, which is a leading Saudi-based online shopping app and website that is dedicated to getting you the latest in gizmos and gadgets and all things really fun and cool. I'd like to introduce a friend, uh, Ammar Wagana. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. I'm very, very happy being here today, and I wish to be very. Uh, uh, cool person oh you 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 will be by virtue of you know what what you sell online if if that's a reflection of you then i don't think you're gonna have any problems there um have you been on a podcast before yeah yes local saudi saudi yes um mostly in arabic okay but this is the first time um i'm having like an english podcast okay so this is i think it's a great opportunity for me also to um to speak uh to uh, in 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 english to mm-hmm. to other people as well that i would like uh, the voice of ammar and the kind of car to reach for to sure. as well for sure um god where do we start okay um growing up uh were you always a techie were you into the video games um into the the game boys or the world were you a tech guy growing up when you were younger uh, let me let me go back first to 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 the time when I finished university and I started to to discover myself, trying to understand what do I want to do exactly. So uh, during my university time, I studied Bachelor of Information Technology, and then I didn't re- really like coding, so I went I went more to um, I went to marketing, and I studied Master of uh, MBA in marketing. Uh, when I finished university, I got into advertising and, 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 and planning and so on. And I wanted to understand marketing more and I wanted to, to know how can I reach to the customer and consumer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I spent five years learning about communication and advertising. And then I decided to resign. It was a bit of a crazy... It's a heavy word. Yeah. <laughs> I decided to resign and say, okay. It wasn't for you. Uh, it, it, was, it was for me to discover myself. Okay. I decided to take like, you know, in the West, they take a gap year after, mm. after you know. So I, I, I said, I want a gap year to understand, understand and to start discovering what I want to do yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And to find out about Ammar himself what does he want to do because after five years that i spent in advertising i didn't want to become a gm or a managing director of of an advertising agency so what i did uh, i took a gap here i saved some money and i decided to start discovering and uh, i opened up a small consultancy uh, and I started, you know, working with different clients and with different people. Um, and once upon a time, I saw a research from Euromonitor about e-commerce and technology and all of that. What and year are we talking? 2010? <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. That's 2010. Good. A good guess. Yeah, 2010. Right. So when I looked at that, it said exactly what happened from 2010 until 2020. Incredible. It said it all. And it said that e-commerce is going to pick up and 
uh, and this is what's gonna happen in the next 10 years in the MENA region. At that time, not many people were like believing in e-commerce and and uh, and all of that. So if you go to the street or to any investor and say, uh, come in and join an e-commerce company, you would be like, what's e-commerce? Is there an e-commerce here anyway? So uh, I believed in that and I started visioning the future and what's gonna happen, you know? And I decided to be in that industry. That was step number one. Mm-hmm. I decided to be in e-commerce. Then I started studying the market and seeing the gaps in the market. So I know for a fact that if I want to be different, I have to create a project that is different, that is out of the box. Uh, at that time, there were companies like uh, Souk, Namshi just starting out and they were more about fashion or, or like uh, very general marketplace. Yeah, yeah. And we decided, and, and, and then I had a talk with my co-founder, Mohammed Karam, I'd like to say hi to him. He's like the first guy who we had a talk. Mm-hmm. Then we talked, about, we talked about what kind of e-commerce company to, we would like to create. And then because we were very inspired by, by Apple, and by and by the way they have made the company and so on, mm. uh, we wanted to create a company that uh, that is basically uh, focused on creativity, uniqueness, and and so on. So we decided to get into uh, that kind of um, business line, which is the extraordinary kind of products that we want to offer to our clients. And then another guy, Abdullah Bajri, as well, joined us, uh, uh, you know, and, and then w- three of us, we founded the company and uh, we created uh, we created the kind of car for the past, I'd say, seven years. Okay, launched in 2013, was it? 2013, yes. Fantastic. I actually saw something pretty cool on your website um, under, under the vision. Let me just read it out for you. We aim to be the place for the extraordinary where phenomenal products, design, and experiences meet the fun and inspirational environment. A place where creativity can flow and every individual is invited to show their true colors. Is that in one form or another mean that you connect with local artists so they have a cool idea uh, and you link their you know, creativity with the end product that eventually reaches the consumer? Is, is that what that touches on? Yes, absolutely. So basically what we're trying to do here is what we're trying to say in this statement, mm. we're all about extraordinary in terms of products, in terms of the way we do things, in terms of the way we operate and everything that we do as the kind of car. Mm. Um, that's why we have our own uh, criteria when it comes to products, when it comes to selection and so on. And we connect those people, mm. uh, whether uh, suppliers, entrepreneurs, and customers, and create this beautiful community. Uh, that's, 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 that's different. I like that. That's different. Because you're kind of, in one way or another, creating um, uh, like many jobs for, for these local artists who have a, you know, a nice uh, piece and don't know how to monetize off it. And here comes the kind of card. You know what? I like that. Um, let's talk about you know, royalties or whatever. Um, so that we can use your art piece in, in, in our products to make it unique. And most probably, if you buy something on the kind of car, be it a t-shirt or, or a wallet or any of the cool things that they have, and they do have some cool things, 
chances are the next person is not going to be wearing the same thing. It's going to be different. Yes, absolutely. We have a lot of uh, great success stories with the local brands. And um, I can mention, for example, um, Ayoud, for example, mm-hmm. Ayoud. This guy is a Saudi guy who created who created a different kind of oud that, that basically you can use it without a charcoal. That was There was an idea and innovation within, within that product. And th- here where the kind of car is strong, mm. we can take a product that's innovative and scale it up. Mm. So we took that product and we sold over 25,000 units of it. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. And, and from a single kind of product. That's, that's what we, where we're very strong at. So um, uh, we, have, we have other case, uh, other, other great success stories as well with, with local entrepreneurs. And we're, we love creating impacts within the community yeah. and society. That's so cool. I mean, you give them, you offer these local artists a launch pad you know, a, a platform where without the kind of car, would if they reached the masses that they would have? Probably not. Does connecting with local artists, does that represent a growing part of your uh, business from a segment perspective? Yes, of course. Uh, we, see, we see entrepreneurs coming up every day now with new products, with new items, with ideas. And we, we just love that. Yeah. And we focus we focus on on bringing the best out of them and and getting them to the uh we're launching very soon something that's very 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 exciting by the way maybe you'll talk about it later but all right hopefully i can get, yeah. that, I can <laughs> get that out of you yeah. um I'm, I'm sure the last uh, 12 months have been uh, have been challenging to say the least i'm gonna go on a um i'm gonna go on a whim and say it was probably the most challenging 12 months of your life um covid uh as as beneficial it was for the electronic space i would imagine that you also saw a lot of challenges there with your um with your suppliers and distributors and all that um in addition to perhaps the economy last year you know last two years taking uh taking a bit of a plunge the taxes the taxes that were implemented this year you know those two or three um elements did they uh you know affect your business did they um, were they were they were they um, were they difficult for you to deal with? How did you handle that? Okay, let me separate these into two things. So first, the the COVID the COVID was a beautiful challenge for us because e-commerce uh, e-commerce uh, has grown very well during that period and the lockdown and people started using their phones and and even those uh, of of higher age uh, bracket. I would say they started they started coming online and, and using uh, and use applications to order and to do so so it was a great challenge because we had we had a lot of orders and we had a lot of challenges one of them was for example the logistic part where we had to deal with a lot of of, of challenges uh, the um, uh, uh, also the availability of of the products and so on and the type of products as well that mm-hmm. you that people would want to have yeah. so we started to think out of the box and it was it was really great time for us to uh, to uh, to shine i believe uh, and to grow uh, the other the other challenge i think now with the economy and let's say the introduction of new uh, of uh, the taxes and so on i i believe there there has to be a different approach to uh, to people and to customers and to uh, 
to the customer o- to the, to the customers overall because uh, every business I believe should react to customers' needs and behavior, and we we have to identify that very much early enough yeah. not to be behind. Uh, and uh, that challenge also is one of the um, great challenges that I have ever seen. Um, you know, because when you when you start seeing things are changing, you have to change. Yeah. You have to change adapt, your, right. your adapt yeah. and you have to get uh, the right thing and the right message yeah. to the customer. You have to get the right product to the customer. Correct. What are they looking for at, at this time? What are they looking for at the, at the, let's say, lockdown and corona time? What are they looking for in 2010-17 was so much different from 2018 yeah. yeah. and 19 and 20. In the middle of COVID, I saw your one liter sanitizers on the front page of the kind of card. I'm like, you know, that's, you're really paying attention to what is in demand right now and offering it. Everyone was looking for sanitizers. The, fa- the pharmacies, you know, were, were barely replenishing the stock there. Um, and I thought it was really... Um, like pro- progress, not progressive, but really switched on of you guys to say, you know what, we normally wouldn't sell hand sanitizers, but we're going to put it on there because the market needs it right now. So that was pretty cool. I yeah. yeah. Well, I think it was uh, it, it was also important for us to be part of the um, of what is going on yeah. at that time, because people are looking for sanitizers, and the kind of car maybe in a normal situation won't uh, won't won't sell that <laughs> but we are in an extraordinary situation yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know yeah. so uh we decided to do so and uh, i love how big they were i still use them till today yeah. <laughs> they really last long <laughs> but that was really uh that was very uh organized of you guys to uh you know to, to get that together for the consumer yes yeah. yes S- speaking of the time that we are in right now uh, when you opened the company in 2013, did you visualize that by 2020, I'm sure you had a five and a 10 year uh, business plan. Did you think you'd be where you are come 2020? See, usually when you put a first business plan, I can I can tell you from now, it's just, it's just uh, random, <laughs> random, random. Okay. Yeah. You start actually planning after year one or year two. Okay. Once you start collecting information, collecting data, you start planning and the more you have um, uh, information and uh, and uh, knowledge about the customer behavior and seasonality and all of that you 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 will plan better better always uh, i'm very happy where we have reached today with the kind of car uh, i thought that i'm gonna do the kind of car for maybe two years and then maybe do another project <laughs> that was like it really yeah. pulled you in but then i i just fall in love with the brand yeah. and with everything that to do with the kind of car and i decided that this is what i want to do and as we just said before we meet today uh going to work and being happy going to work this is worthless yeah. Yeah. Uh, you've definitely made some noise in the market. Um, you, uh, mashallah, on Instagram, 1.7 million followers. Uh, I, I hear of it from friends and family members. Um, the question is, when, um, what, uh, in, in what year did you, did you feel like, ooh, I might have something here? What year was the turning point when you're like, you know what, I'm going to stick around here and channel all my energy into this because 
this looks like the real deal my energy was full for the kind of car since day one i have to say that i was I, you know i started in the kind of car as a full-timer i i was never a part-timer or uh, or so yep. so I believe that the kind of car was able to reach more people uh, starting 2017 when we uh, when we started going uh, aggressively targeting markets uh, through our uh, through um, uh, Snapchat and, and Facebook and, and Instagram uh, we cracked something uh, with with the digital marketing that were that made us able to reach people and this is called growth hacking and uh, to get to that level you need some time and you need a lot of trials yeah. to to get there so uh, once we have reached there i was like yes this is this is something now and and alhamdulillah now when i meet people and i i just say that i'm the kind of car then people you know know me they, they know, know me. they know who you yeah. are you know yeah it must be tough to manage uh, inventories, how much to order. I mean, I would imagine you have a lot of suppliers far east, you know, China, Taiwan, and, and so forth. Um, is, is that as tricky as I think it is, managing inventory orders? You know, you don't want to order 20, 30,000, you know, pieces of an item um, without knowing the appetite of the market. Is that, been, is that a challenge as well? Yeah, of course. It's a challenge for anyone who wants to build a scalable model. Okay. Uh, part of our business is, is around that but the other part highly depend on local market and this is where we always want to focus has there ever been a slip over there like a like like a like like an error in that where you know you you made an order and it didn't didn't quite move the way you're expecting yes, that, that of must course. have been a bad yeah picture. yeah of course it happens uh, and in order to be uh, an e-commerce company that that is scaling, you need to reduce that yeah. always. You know what I've noticed uh, when I travel out west, uh, you know, US, UK, I notice from what I see, 90% of the people use their card. Like just for example, if I'm Starbucks or whatever and I want to buy my coffee, I'm the only guy pulling cash out. You know, five pounds that I had, I'm the only, everyone yeah. else is their phone and their cards, their cards over the past, you know, from 10, eight years ago, it's been 90%, you know, according to what I saw, card, maybe less than 10% cash. What I've noticed in Saudi in the past three or four years, there's been a big shift to, you know, digital payments and less cash. I think it's part of the government's vision uh, to to reduce the use of cash and go more digital. Has that? Uh, uh, have you seen that transition at all in uh, in in your receivables? Absolutely. Let me give you the key or the turning points here. Okay. Uh, the first. The first turning point was when the um, government activated um, Mada. Uh, yeah. That was yeah. uh, Mada as as a as as a payment method yeah. that you can pay online exactly. with. That was that was made at the right time. Okay. Before COVID nineteen. We three years into that. Uh, give or take. Twenty seventeen. Less, less, less than. I think it was like maybe two years. Two years ago. Yeah. And so. That was a game changer. That, that was a game changer and it prepared for the time. Okay. I'll tell you when, is, when was the time. The time was COVID-19. Because at that time, people started 
you know, using digital payment because they don't want to touch cash for uh, hygiene, hygiene yeah. purposes. Yeah. And also, there, there was also some kind of enforcement uh, 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 towards using the digital payment. And uh, I, we, we, saw, we saw an amazing shift. We saw an amazing shift in digital payments starting uh, starting with the COVID-19 yeah. uh, you know situation yeah. Yeah. Uh, and now and now things are moving towards digital and I think the third thing maybe is Apple Pay yeah everyone's big people are big on that yeah I've noticed right now I I have no cash in my wallet I I just don't need it times have been tough no okay <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean yeah everything's yeah. digital I don't even leave with my wallet anymore yeah, to be yeah. honest uh, my cards are linked to my phone Absolutely. this is this is the, the future this is the situation that we live in yes yes and now even your petrol you can you can have it with your that's when I knew yeah. that you know we are serious about reducing the use of cash cash when they when they facilitated digital payments at the gas station yes which is an area it was cash for as long as we've been alive yeah but when they said all gas stations mandatory need to accept digital payments i'm like cash has a few years left it's all going to go digital very soon yes and there are benefits from that you know on a local level like it's um it's 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 more it's it's traceable you know it's uh, it's it's less dodgy there is you know there's more control over transactions when it's digital you know yeah. naughty things happen when cash exchanges hands Absolutely, and it also encourages and uh, encourages people to spend, which is good for the economy. Correct. Because when you have cash, and let's talk, you know, let's be honest, when you have cash, and you let's say this is a two thousand real product, mm -hmm. and let's talk psychology a bit here. I'm with you on this. Yeah. So if you, you know, go and withdraw two thousand real, and you see it in front of you, and then you give it to the guy, and just go, okay. It hurts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Less but emotional then, buying with cash. Exactly. <laughs> but then when you say, okay, just a swipe, just yeah. swipe it. You don't feel it. You don't feel it. It's so true. It. I get it. Oh God, we've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and also for e-commerce, which is very important today, with COD, uh, uh, e-commerce companies are suffering big time. What's COD? COD is cash on delivery. Cash on delivery. Okay. Yeah. You guys were one of the first to do that. Yeah. I and then we get a lot of the returns and people sometimes accept their shipments okay. and sometimes not. And this is this is a loss for the economy. Mm -hmm. We would, you know, if we move digital, we're going to save a lot of money. Oh, yes. A lot of money oh, yeah. for the... Uh, for the yeah. for the whole economy is going to benefit. Um, do you see the tech space in Saudi uh, making as much noise uh, as we saw recently? Kareem being bought out by Uber. Um, you know, Saudi is very tech savvy. You see, you know, apps coming up every month. Can you expect uh, an impact or any kind of noise that Kareem did by getting bought out from Uber by one of our local Saudi companies one day, if it hasn't happened already? Yeah, well, if you look at the overall ecosystem and the, uh, the overall, you're, you will see that a lot of companies now are going into Series A, B kind of fundraising, yeah. Yeah. and uh, it looks it looks actually so promising. So we do expect to see in the near future acquisitions 
mergers mm-hmm. and um, buyouts. So uh, this is this is something that is uh, happening right now, I believe, and it's a, it's a cycle. We we just started, you know, recently within you know within this uh, let's say venture capital and te- technology companies and so on, and it's a great area for 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 the you know for the whole uh, uh, for the whole country yeah. to be uh, to to be in so. Uh, I strongly believe that there will be a lot of exciting news mm-hmm. coming out to the market mm-hmm. very you, soon. Are you uh, are you excited about what the future holds? Are you seeing the changes that are happening on a local level? Yeah, What's of the course. biggest area that uh, excites you about the future of Saudi Arabia? Um, well, in my in my opinion, I think what is happening in terms of digital transformation is just amazing. Unbelievable. Nobody could have seen amazing. this coming. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. This is this is for me. I think is is uh, one of the key uh, thing, and I think uh, having this and uh, also with um, if you look at uh, 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 the vision of His Royal Highness Prince Mohammed bin Salman, you will clearly see that part of the vision of twenty thirty. Yeah. Digital, yeah. yeah. And the transformation, digital transformation in retail and in everything else. Even the government's platform, Abshir. I mean, in our father's time, I mean, what we can do at a click of a button, you know, I think they'd have to go a few times in order to execute that, uh, that request. Everything's been so much easier now, you know. Whatever it is, any government-related, um, you know, you know uh, process or documentation that needs to be done uh, can be done digitally. I, I think we're, we're we're one of the leading countries in that space. Absolutely, absolutely. Look at the COVID nineteen at the time of the COVID nineteen yeah. and the kind of digital products, you know, we're in. It was crazy. Was was so much. You, you, you can easily say, this this is this is a great area to yeah. look at. You know. You know. You know what came to mind during COVID? I said that if COVID happened in the year two thousand, how on earth would have the populace been able to listen and follow rules and regulations because things were changing on a daily, you know? Uh, 6 p.m., no one leave your house. Okay, you know, everyone knew, you know, you're, you're following the Twitter feed of, of the Saudi press agency. Um, it was, if, if, it wasn't for the di- if it wasn't for the digital age that we live in now, I'm not so sure it would have been easy to police 30 million people either stay at home okay only these people are allowed okay only these people who work in such sectors are allowed out from this hour to that hour it was like we were all in one big university and you're getting memos you know that that reach you on your email (laughs) and and you know when to go and and it was flawless like if you had permission to leave you'd leave i had permission to leave because i work in a sector where we i were allowed to go out yeah i've never seen the streets so empty like people were really law abiding during that time and it was it was very nice to see, you know, there was a lot of cohesion with us. And I, and I thank the digital age for that. It would have been maybe not as easy to police. It would have been a bit of a mess if this happened in 2000. So COVID happened at the best time is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> that was a joke. What's a, what would you say is a, is a common misconception about startup funding? Now, obviously, in the sector you are in, you're, you know, you, you, I would imagine, have required funding from time to time. Is there a, a, a misconception or something people get wrong about, uh, about that? That's a good question. Okay, so basically, a lot of people would think that 
if they manage to raise seed fund it will be easy for them to raise the rest of the rounds okay. i think the more you progress in time the harder it gets so series a is harder and then series b and then series c and d so it just gets harder you have to have better plans you have to have better numbers you have to have better argument for investors to put money so fundraising is a journey it starts with maybe a hundred thousand dollars then you go all the way to millions of dollars and hundred millions of dollars but then you know that journey is not easy and the more you progress the 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 the, the kind of uh, uh, work that you need to put into your fundraising is different and it gets harder that's i think that is the the, the misconception here and a lot more complicated with more shareholders yeah more people to please more people asking questions you know i think it was a simpler time when it was just you and the three gentlemen back in 2004 yeah that's that's why you always have to have also strategic investors yeah. aligned on the vision mm-hmm. in what you would like to create and do yeah. as a startup because everybody's going to come up with his own thing if you don't align them is that something that you acknowledge at an early stage you're like okay we want to get this specific uh you know um you know vc or 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 investment arm on board and did you manage to get one that you wanted yeah of course like one of our engine investors can you tell us yeah <laughs> unless it's confidential then don't you know what like for example one of our engine investors is uh Michel oh yeah so Michel basically he contributed a lot in the board since we started and uh, I just loved this guy to be with me mm. you know and I wanted a person who is gonna come and contribute to the business and and give me ideas give me support uh, and that was that was I think a great uh, a great move yeah. he likes that his time. tech he, he yeah. know, he's, a, he's an innovator it, absolutely uh, he's uh, a good guy to pick his brain whenever you know you're at a crossroads Yes. A call to me, she'd be like, okay, yeah, yeah do this, do yeah. that. And then when you go to venture capital, for example, you start looking for institutions that will help you in a different way, will help you raise for the next round, yeah. will help you uh, with their connection mm-hmm. and so on, will help you um, uh, do a better maybe legal kind of uh, architecture for the company, a lot of things. Amazing. I have a fun one to throw at you. Yeah. If you woke up tomorrow and you were injected with okay. $10 million. Wow. All right. It just came somehow $10 million okay. to put towards your business. Now you can't say I'll go buy an island in the Caribbean and goodbye Saudi Arabia. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay. If, if you yeah, $10 million to inject towards your business, now being in the industry that you have been in for seven years, how would you allocate those funds department wise? Okay. For me, investing in technology and AI is the most important part. I would invest in the in the technology, AI, the product itself. This is where I will focus, and then I will, I will also invest in other areas where I will get the best people and best talents mm-hmm. uh, to the project. And and but I think two things that are so much important to invest in: people, getting minds 
uh, with you on the project. And the other thing is the technology itself. Yeah. Having a great technology will make you always able to scale, able to grow, able to execute your ideas, and also AI. So is yeah. AI more along the lines of the algorithms? Um, so I recently saw this documentary, The Social Dilemma, yeah. and you see how they um, you know, use data from consumer behavior to try to uh, show you what you want. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's 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 focusing on on that. So to beef up your abilities in giving the consumer what he's looking for based on the interests that you've seen him explore. Yeah, this is one part. The other part as well is to figure out what people are looking for and bringing that to them. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's a tough one to crack, I would imagine. Yes, we've we've done some work around that yeah. as well. Yeah. Would you say um, uh, the quality of those applying for jobs, the youngsters just graduated from university. Um, has the quality changed in you know since you started five, seven years ago? Are they more tech savvy today? Absolutely, but I have also to admit that it's b the market is so competitive now to get mm. these great people. Oh yes, yeah. So who, who are you competing with in the space like the noon souk? Yeah, not just Noon and Souk, and I think technology now is everywhere, even with the retailers, like now you see, for example, Extra, they're having their own e-commerce store, yeah. uh, other other companies also, they're starting their technology department. So getting people now and getting talents overall, whether in technology or wh whatever. I see what you mean. But when you talk technology, then let me tell you this. Now, in technology, hunting, the right talents is difficult even abroad, not just here. Yeah. <laughs> so just imagine that you have, and even in the US now, if you look at the US and the UK, having great attracting those talents is not just easy. Yeah. It's not easy at all. The space was quieter when you started. It's like you beat everyone to it, but now everyone's at the party. So you have to compete with everyone. Um, exactly. And then you have to have an advantage you have to have an advantage whether, I don't believe in money. I don't believe that money is the only thing, but we do give, for example, stock options for, for talents. We have uh, created uh, a workspace that is very inspiring and beautiful for people to love to come to work every day, inspired by big tech companies like Google and other companies. And I, I think, you have to visit us one day. <laughs> I'd love to. I'd love to. I would imagine I'll be going yeah. into like a Google-esque uh, ecosystem. Yeah. That's, you know, we, we have to think different mm. now about like the way we should attract talents is so much different yeah. from a long time ago. Yeah. Um, so what if uh, you were to come across someone who came up to you and said, Ammar, Ammar, I'm 12 years old. I love the kind of car. I want to start my company in 10 years. Um, what advice do you have for me, Mr. Ammar? What do you say to that guy? I'll tell him starting an e-commerce company is, is, is not just a website. It's much, much more than that. You have to figure out the product. You have to build the right team. You have to have the right technology. And you have to have the right operation and logistic in process, and in, in, in process as well. The problem is that a lot of people who just started, they think that just having a website 
and a couple of products will make it you know will make it for them and that's not true there are a lot of uh, factors here and i would call them pillars for success i was gonna, yeah, I was gonna say yeah. five pillars five or six pillars that you just mentioned yes yeah. so those pillars and then you you have also uh, the growth and marketing this is an important part if you have the the best website the best product but then you don't know how to scale that and you don't know how to get to the customer and that's going to be an issue for you yeah. and i have seen i have seen a lot of e-commerce projects that lack some parts of these pillars mm. and that just got them stuck yeah just that one 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 yeah, element just one element yeah. whether it's technology or or marketing and digital marketing or or logistics yeah you know any regrets for you looking back at your career is there something that you would have preferred to do differently i would have started as an entrepreneur from day one <laughs> not wasting your time <laughs> yeah. working for someone else yeah that's really good advice i i discovered myself uh, after five years of spending time uh, in a corporate but then I say that it was also a great I don't I don't want to regret that but I would say that if I have the chance to go back in time then I will start as an entrepreneur from day one I just love being an entrepreneur yeah. going to work every day and and staying up late night uh, you make the rules exactly you know exactly can we all be can, can more people be entrepreneurs than they think they can you know, do you feel like people are stuck in a job that that could be entrepreneurs, but they're too scared to take the risk of leaving? I think so. Sorry, I'll answer that. I, I, I think so. Yeah, well, see, I think there are opportunities there. And, and um, the, you know, the culture mm. in Saudi Arabia 10, 15 years ago was more towards having a government kind of a job and so on that was the dream yeah that was that was the dream at a point of yeah, time all the but but now things are changing yes, we so. see entrepreneurs coming out every day we see people trying to make things and so on but i believe they need guidance they need to uh, they need to know how to do it yeah. uh, and i believe everybody can do something uh, it's true that maybe the spirit of the entrepreneurial spirit is different from someone to another some people they were they are born with the the, the spirit but then if you're not born with that spirit you still can be yeah. you still can learn how to get it yeah. you know i think fear plays a big part as well sorry i think fear plays a big part as well people yeah. are too scared to leave the certain you know yeah and uh, I'm, I'm i i like the salary I could be creative, but let me just stay with this because it's because it's guaranteed. But you don't know how much is on the other side of the fence if you were to take a risk and live outside your comfort zone. You know, you that it could make your salary look like nothing if you were to take that risk. Absolutely, um, I agree with you. You know, um, I, I think there's a, I think there is space in our market, uh, you know, in our economy for more entrepreneurs. You're seeing the landscape change. Have you seen the restaurant landscape in Jeddah? Is it just me? Or are some really cool restaurants opening up, you know, like everywhere, like really good food? Uh, we, this wasn't the case 10 years ago. Yes. You know, we had yeah. three or four decent restaurants. Now, I mean, there's over 100 decent restaurants uh, 
on uh, you know on, on on Main Street Jeddah. Same as Riyadh. I went to the remote town of Abha three three weeks ago, and I asked the local guy there. I was like, it looked like Shara Amir Sultan. You know, it looked buzzing like you know mm-hmm. these these cool burger burger uh, startups. Um, you know, pizza with a twist. These coffee houses. I was like. Was this always the case in in Abha? Because Abha is a little bit more primitive. It's not like the major city. I'm like, was this always the case? You guys have some really funky, fun restaurants here. He was like, this all started four or five years ago when Snapchat started to make some noise and, and gain traction. Those who, you know, wanted to start a restaurant that had to that have to make it a little more, you know, interesting, you know, that that spend on interior design. Uh, they'd really concentrate on branding and the vibe and the look and feel because when you see it on Instagram, you'd be like, ooh, where's this? I want to go there. So what used to be your uh, Shabi, you know, Mandi, Jawi, that kind of restaurant is now coffee shops that look like some of the best ones we have here. Um, burger, burger startups by Saudis, pizza places, sandwich shops, all by locals. So in the last five years only, he's saying that the main street in Abha has completely transformed. And if you were to go there, you would actually think that you're on Sharamiya Sultan. It's pretty cool. Uh, sorry, it took me a while to, to, to say all yeah. that. But, but I was happy to see that. I was happy to see that. Yes. Um, what yeah. can we... Exp- please go ahead. Yeah, and the same is happening also for the tech industry. Yeah. If, you look at, if you look at the tech industry 10 years ago, you would see very, very few startups. Yeah. But now... We see a lot of startups coming up every day. It's crazy, for which sure. is which is amazing and and taking market share. I wanted to ask you, what can we expect uh, from the kind of car in the next couple of years? Is there something up your sleeves? Uh, any uh, you know? Okay. Well, let me let me tell you about the thing that the kind of car is going to introduce very soon, which is I believe will be one of our most exciting projects uh, and let's say um, transformation that we have. So uh, the, the, the way we work right, right now is uh, basically to bring products to our warehouse and to let's say if you are a designer or a product maker, we will we are gonna take the product and then we're gonna store it and then we're gonna we're gonna have a restock later once we sell uh, the items and so on. What we are going to do is basically to allow these entrepreneurs and product maker makers to put their products in the can of car directly themselves and to sell directly in the can of car. Interesting. So this is a new way of operation. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, this is this is. Uh, I'll t- I'll also tell you why we decided to do so. Uh, the challenge we had was with payment, because with COD it's so hard to do all of this, and we think that the right time right now is to move our model towards that, so uh, we can scale up and go and go even like um, MENA region wise. This is what we want to do. We want to allow uh, people to put in their products, to sell through the can of car, and to be able to do so in a very, very easy way uh, and to control everything. Is this anything like an eBay model 
So I have a product and I want to sell it in Dukkan. I would say Etsy model rather than eBay. Etsy. 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 Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. 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 Etsy. I'm, I'm more old school in this. Uh, Etsy's yeah, up and up and coming, yeah. amazing platform actually. Yeah. Yeah. Etsy. Etsy is our our benchmark and what we look at as as a great great gotcha. example of what we want to be yeah. one day. Yeah. That's interesting. That's um, that's refreshing. I mean. Good to see that even, you know, as, as successful as you are and as, as, as far along as Dukkan has come, there's still an appetite to shift, you know, change. Always, always. Yeah. Even, with, even with big companies and those unicorn companies that reach billions of dollars, they keep Constant. changing and constantly yeah. looking for, you know, ways to scale up and yeah. to go. Look at Instagram. It's like it changes every week. You know, now, now they now they put the buttons that I'm used to being at the bottom at the top. God knows why, but I'm sure a lot of thought has gone into that from a psychology <laughs> perspective. That's Absolutely. really interesting. Um, anything, um, anything you want to close with? Um, you know, any closing remarks from your end? I would like to thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. The pleasure is mine. It's a, it's a it's a really great uh, talk, and I enjoyed it so much. Me too. And um, that's it. I'd be very happy to uh, welcome you in the kind of car very soon. I'm that's take you that's up. that's an invitation over your podcast, I, and you have to do it. I have your number. <laughs> I will call you, and I will come in for sure. Thank you. Uh, so I'd much. like no, honestly, me too. I'd like to thank you for taking time and coming. I really appreciate that a lot. And I want to ask people who are listening to this podcast to take the opportunity to go to download the app um, on the App Store. It's uh, like a turquoisey um, color with a picture of a bulb, as you can see on Ammar's shirt. Okay. <laughs> um, and uh, down, d- download it, check it out. Um, you'll find some stuff that you probably won't find in, in, in other websites. But it's, uh, it's definitely something worth checking out. And um, thank you for your time. My pleasure. And um, I, will see, I will see you in your, uh, in your corporate offices. All right? All right. Thanks again, Ahmad. Thank you. All the best, brother. Thank you.